0: Hi everybody, this is Brad Skornavaco, I'm the head of school at Sistema Colorado and with me today we have Al McClucky, fellow Sistema instructor and longtime martial artist. Um, Al has been in various martial arts, from Chinese martial arts to Philippine and Indonesian martial arts and he's actually the person who got me into Sistema and um, so we're going to get started and talk to Al a little about his experience uh, with the martial arts. So Al, how did did you get started in the martial arts in the first place?
1: Hi Brad. Um... Well, the initial impetus was uh, the depiction of it in uh, films and TV. I remember at age nine seeing Peter Laurie as Mr. Moto uh, judo throwing gangsters. And then in the mid 60s, The Wild Wild West with Robert Conrad, The Green Hornet with Bruce Lee. And then uh, by the time the Kung Fu series came out, along with the first Bruce Lee films, uh, I really wanted to train. So around 72 to 76, I Began training in uh, Korean, then Japanese, and finally Okinawan karate.
0: And uh, where did you go from there with your training?
1: Well, basically uh, uh, in 1976, uh, that was uh, when I began uh, Filipino martial art training.
0: Okay, and so what was it about the weapon-based martial arts like the Filipino martial arts because they're known for their, you know, stick and knife and sword work? What was it about those arts that appealed to you?
1: Well, actually, it, it wasn't wasn't so much the weaponry. Um, being a Bruce Lee admirer, I knew that Dan Inosanto was a top student of Lee's and that Inosanto did Filipino martial arts. And at the time, there were no videotapes, but uh, I did mail order several Super 8 films, by Dan and also by Grandmaster Angel Cabalas in the Serato system, and began looking at those. And uh, what appealed to me after about five years of karate was the flowing motion and the rhythmic quality of Inasanto
0: and Cabalas. Okay, so it wasn't necessarily that they did weapons, but you liked the flow and the, the fluidity of the arts. Right. Um, so, what was the uh, your Filipino training like?
1: Well, uh, let's see. The word brutal springs to mind. In uh, Fort Wayne, after a few months of studying these films, I met a guy who had just moved to Fort Wayne, Indiana from the West Coast who was a student of Kabbalah's and also of one of Angel's top students, Mike and A. And uh, I trained with him in Fort Wayne for a year and then moved out west with uh, him and my brother and a friend and uh, trained in Mike and A's backyard invitation-only class. Um, Inasanto, who was a friend of Mike's, would occasionally drop over and work with us informally. And uh, in my initial conversation with uh, Inay, he said that he appreciated my moving out west to train with him, but he needed to know if I had a problem with being injured, (laughs) which was an inevitability in his class. And uh, he basically said that he felt that you had to have the element of danger present for your training to bring out your warrior spirit. And so broken knuckles, knocked off thumbnails were common. Uh, I remember one guy had most of his teeth knocked out in class and the rest having to be pulled, but mostly just deep contusions from heavy sparring uh, without armor. And we got away with training like that, uh, in large part, I believe, due to this bit the jowl that we would end up rubbing into our injuries for a half hour after every class. And it was a really good mix. Uh, and it would take away the pain and heal you up rather quickly. Um, Al Novak, who was the top student of uh, Bruce Lee's friend, James Lee, made and sold it to us uh, by the gallon.
0: (laughs) So at some point you started studying Chinese internal martial arts, and um, so tell us a little bit about that and and how that helped you and kind of took your training to another level.
1: Yeah, um, in... uh, I guess it was about 1979, in, in Asano's school, I saw and met Tom Bizio, who was the top student of Leo Gahi's, uh, do a demonstration, uh, which was extremely impressive. And then uh, later, in 1981 and 82 in Chicago, uh, Tom and Leo Gahi uh, taught seminars at the Dagerberg Academy, uh, which, after moving back to Fort Wayne in, in, in 1980, I taught it uh, for about nine years, and i thought tom was and is in a class all his own um, <clears throat> he refereed my first full contact stick tournament and worked with me privately in chicago and uh, i felt at the time that he must have peaked as i simply couldn't imagine how someone could improve from the level he was at then after uh, about a two and a half year gap i saw him again and he was three times better and he told me that he had begun training in shingi kung fu and that the biomechanics sort of trickled down through his Bikiti Tercia and Dose Pares skill sets. So I began training with Tom and Xing Yi, and also with an excellent uh, high-level teacher in Chicago, Lun Choi, uh, who Dan and Asana would work with when he would come to the Windy City. Also, uh, I began training in William Chen's Tai Chi body mechanics system. And uh, all of these radically improved my Filipino base, uh, with the training of uh, synchronizing your joint rotations, the opening and closing of the rib cage, the opening and closing of the inguinal crease, oh, connection of the core with the external motion and other factors. Um, and uh, that again made all the difference for me. I, I trained with Tom uh, roughly from, oh, I guess, 87 to around. Uh, 92, maybe 93, and uh, it, uh, it was definitely a, a stage that I, I benefited from.
0: Hmm. So given all of that training and, and very realistic training that, that you had, uh, what attracted you to the Russian martial art you know, to a Sistema? Well,
1: uh, let's see, I think it was October of 98. Uh, someone gave me a bag of most of Vladimir's videotapes, and uh... i had a pretty good eye for body mechanics and in watching him i felt he was probably the highest level martial artist i'd ever seen so i studied uh... studied the early tapes and worked the material for maybe seven or eight months and then uh... drove to toronto with a friend of mine and trained for a few days and that's when i realized vladimir was far far better than i gleaned from the tapes uh, which is often the reverse Um, so it had to have been a couple of years since I had really trained in anything, and nothing I'd seen had really inspired me or motivated me. So I, I guess I was just ready to try something new, and really became uh, sold on it.
0: Mm. So uh, I want to talk a little bit about uh, the knife work because you know there is a lot of knife work in the Filipino <clears throat> martial arts, and you know Sistema addresses knife uh, you know use and defense you know a great deal as well. So given yeah. the fact that you know you have trained in both systems and both approaches you know how would you characterize the differences you know other similarities between the Filipino versus the Russian approach you know to the knife work
1: well um uh, I would say that the similarities are in that they both uh they both use an opponent's tension against them uh, both of the approaches elicit tension from someone and then uh, completely Take advantage of that tension. Uh, so I like both approaches, although at this point, obviously, mostly sistema. But uh, both arts developed from the battlefield and are currently on use in use on battlefields. Um, one thing I do like from the Filipino martial arts that I don't see in the sistema is that they have a training method that involves relatively safely uh, feeding full speed multiple strikes with a live blade at a uh, including distractions with your non-weapon hand, um, which is great for psychological toughness. Uh, although I have to admit I've, I've been to the emergency ward six times from live blade training. Um, on the negative side of the Filipino martial arts, uh, I see a lot of instructors that once they master a given drill, they will often demonstrate it and teach it with, uh, with their bodies kind of lazily static, and using a uh, fast, isolated arm motion, which is a terrible example for a student to consciously or unconsciously model, um, not unlike the Kempo syndrome we've both, you know, talked about over the mm. years. So, I would say if karate arts could be somewhat like ice, <clears throat> I would say the Filipino arts are absolutely more like water, and that uh, the Russian system seems to be more like vapor.
0: Mm. So, uh, you know, circling back a little bit, um, you know, what benefits, if any, do you see in integrating, you know, the fact that, again, you have these two systems that, that both have mm-hmm. so much to offer in, in terms of, you know, these weapon arts. Um, you know, what benefits do you see in integrating them, or are there areas of the Filipino martial arts that, that you might recommend to STEM students to cross-train in, or at least, you know, kind of get exposed to, and just see what these guys are doing?
1: Yeah, um, well, I, I think over... Well, I think one's previous training, uh, as well as every life experience, is going to color uh, your expression of Sistema, like it or not. Um, there might be things you would want to let go of or try to unlearn, like rigid hard blocks and stances, uh, white snow leopard, monkey snake crane posturing, or manufactured aggression in training. But uh, if you've grappled, for instance, System, some of that is going to come through in the form of, uh, while flowing, for example, with someone on the ground. I, I think you would recognize opportunities that someone with little or no technical base will simply not see. Now, uh, if you, you take our mutual friend Martin Wheeler, for example, um, arguably one of the very top Russian martial art instructors in many areas, uh, certainly including grappling uh i believe his current current skill level is due to uh well besides his dedication uh, uh his tenacity and intelligence and and no doubt to the massive amount of one-on-one one time he spent with vladimir uh but prior to Stema, he trained uh with some really uh really good tough skilled technical grappling instructors and he still spars with uh and wrestlers regularly, so uh, I can't imagine anyone thinking, uh, "Gee, think how good Martin would be if he didn't have his prior background and then he quit all that silly sparring with non-systemic guys." Um, now, in terms of the Filipino martial arts, if if you've never played w- with a truly skilled Filipino martial artist, you should understand a few things. While it's highly beneficial to exercise with sticks uh to massage yourself and your training partner with sticks and uh learn how to take a shot to the pectoral area or the gut with a stick and not crumble. Try tapping the bridge of your nose with a twenty seven to thirty-two inch hardwood stick. Uh open your mouth and tap your teeth, your temple, your collarbone, your elbow, your wrist, your knuckles, kneecap, shin. Uh you want to understand that a good collie man's stick is faster than the fastest jab of the best boxer who ever lived. And he's going to be targeting those areas with a lot of speed, deception, and accuracy, uh, flexible commitment, along with the rest of his body and the whole of his being. So if you have never played with someone like that, and you are out there telling yourself you will just perceive and strike at his density or flow with him, I mean, it may or may not be adequate. As with grappling in defending a choke, uh, unless you've experienced being choked out by a skilled choker, you're not going to understand that from the inside out enough to truly deal with it. Um, Filipino martial arts are one of the few martial arts systems uh, I've ever heard Vladimir publicly compliment on more than one occasion. And uh, for all I know, he's about to release a, a three-DVD set on short stick work that is completely different from the Filipino martial arts. But uh, you know, until that time, I guess I plan to continue floundering around with what I've done and running it through a, the filter of Sistema. Um, one thing I would like to mention is uh, if, if someone is thinking that uh, they don't need to train with a 27- to 32-inch stick, because they already are you know handy with a four and a half foot stick, uh, that's like thinking that because you can work a saber, there's no need to work knife work. It's simply not the same, and uh, it, it needs various specific training methods
0: <clears throat> great. um so on to uh the crambit. Um, this is a knife that's gotten really popular in the u s you know I like maybe in the past decade. Um, you know, kind of people are even coming into my school already talking about, you know, working with it and um it's my guess that through a lot of the Filipino J K D kind of um students and instructors, you know, people are really are digging this knife. So, um, you know, what is it and, and tell me a little bit about where it came from and kind of what's what's unique about its uses and things like that.
1: Sure, uh well basically well for its history, uh I, I would recommend just someone Google Google it. Um but basically it is a Malaysian weapon and uh, i i i think it's truly a frightful weapon uh due to its organic uh, natural design and capabilities uh the concealment potential and uh, traditionally they're often poisoned um, mm-hmm. and you can use it to manipulate a person's body uh you can insert it and internally manipulate it with tremendous leverage due to the design of it and then withdraw it from a body while cutting right through a rib or a spinal cord. And, uh, and again, it's very hard to disarm due to its design, uh, the the ring uh, design of the grip. And, again, against a skilled player, um, a skilled player is not fixating on just uh, his weapon and neglecting using the rest of his body in conjunction with it. I personally, I don't believe in training against morons with weapons any more than I expect an unarmed attacker to only throw a drunken haymaker at me. And uh, I can remember about 15 years ago, uh, a friend of mine uh, who was a cop in L.A. told me about raiding what uh, turned out to be a recently abandoned drug house. And they found among uh, some abandoned knives and training knives, they found a dozen videotapes on Filipino knife fighting. And so somewhat like the ufc mentality is uh... assimilating into culture in terms of uh... empty hand fighting I, I would say it's uh... highly likely that filipino knife fighting stick fighting whatever is slowly assimilating into the culture and uh... again that was about fifteen years ago that my friend found the the empty drug house that was you know full of uh... full of those
0: training tapes mm. yeah I mean it definitely helps with uh you know, assuming that the person likes the weapon that they're using and knows how to use it versus, you know, they kind of just picked it up at random and all of a sudden they're they're attacking you with it. Right. Um, so, uh, you know, I'm out of questions unless you've got anything else kind of to say, you know, in, in closing. But, you know, I'd just like to say thanks for, for taking the time.
1: Oh, I appreciate it, Brad. Uh, looking, uh, looking forward to seeing you in a few weeks.
0: And uh, Al will be teaching uh, at Systema Colorado um, in a couple weeks. If you guys want to um, kind of get in on that, um, you can just uh, uh, go to uh, www.systemacolorado.com. Our phone number is three zero three four eight five five four two five. Just ask Al uh, about the seminar, and and Al is also we very very. Probably
1: the uh, Chicago workshop we're doing too. In case anyone, uh... yeah, we'll be doing a
0: Chicago workshop. Al and I will be teaching at the Academy of Self Defense on ninety uh, fifth uh, between Tedzi and Pulaski on the South Side. Uh, so we'll both be teaching jointly there um, coming out this weekend. Um, if you're in the area, you know anybody there. Um, it's the Academy of Self-Defense. And uh, Al, also, one thing I also want to tell everybody is that Al is an amazing oil painter. And um, I'm pretty sure your website is, is almcleckie.com, right? Uh, correct. It is com. So if you want to check that out, or if you just want to contact Al, um, you, know, you can get him through his website. So, um, yeah, the
1: uh, martial arts I've done for the last 40 years is kind of a hobby. I'm, I'm really I'm an artist at heart.
0: So yeah, so definitely check it out, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks a lot. Bye bye. Right.
1: Thank you, Brad.